Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. This is a very, very special edition. Uh, I don't know if you remember last week, Jared and I called out Michael Rappaport on our Instagram feed and said, hey man, we heard you talking shit about Bill Simmons and how Bill Simmons wouldn't have you on his podcast to promote your book. Guess what? The fucking drinking bros will have you on our show. You call and we'll fucking be there. Um, you guys answered the motherfucking bell. You hit him up on Twitter. You hit him up on Instagram. Finally, it was too much. It was too much. He knew the drinking bros had power. All of a sudden, I get a call from Michael Rappaport. And he was like, yo, man, uh, I'm down. Your show has loyal listeners. Um, bring it. Bring it on up. Bring it on up. I'm in New York. If you can make it up to New York, I'm in. So I hopped on a flight. I uh, was in L.A. With, with Jared. And we just finished up the Drinking Bros Live Shaved Eagle tour movie that comes out at Thanksgiving worldwide. And I said, you know what? As exhausted as I am. The man invites me up. He invites me up. I'm gonna. We're gonna do the fucking show. He's gonna come on drinking, bros. Hopped on a flight to New York. Um, not only did Michael Rappaport uh, come on the show and devastate, but I mean, he pulled some Jordan Game Six shit. Like he was exhausted. He had been doing press for about a week, and I'm talking. When I'm talking press, I'm talking. This motherfucker was doing like eight to ten shows a day. I'm talking Stern. Uh, Wendy Williams, Stephen Colbert, uh, fucking Daily Show. Like, he he did it. You name it. And he saved the last show of the week for the Drinking Bros. And uh, it was something It was something special. Uh, he hit me up and he said, hey, man, I tell you what, I'm, I'm a little tired, but how about you come over to my house? Again, Miles Teller the week before, come over to my house. Michael Rappaport, come over to my house. How fucking cool is that, that they would invite us inside their house to do shows? Um, with rap, man, he was a, a really, really cool fucking guy. He's got a brand new book out in stores nationwide. It's called this book has balls. It's, it's fucking hilarious, man. I, I told him like, I, I got a chance to read it. He sent it to my house and, uh, uh, it was arguably the far, the funniest book of, of 20, 2017. If you're a sports fan, this is a fucking must read. Um, another thing I'd like to address before we get into this show some people would hit me up online. I lost some followers over it, over some political beliefs of Michael Rappaport. Uh, as you know, on Drinking Bros, we've said this before on the show, and we've said it on social media. Um, we don't care who you voted for. We don't care uh, what your background is, your race, your gender, gay, straight, doesn't fucking matter what you are. Just be a cool fucking person. Just be a cool fucking person. Have a beer with the person next to you. It doesn't matter who it is. And uh, that's exactly what happened, man. Michael Rappaport invited me to his house, had some beers, did a show for like, fuck, man, an hour and a half. And it was spectacular. We decided not to talk about politics because it was like, fuck it. Let's just have a good time. Let's just have a fun fucking time. There's enough people talking about politics in the world. Let's just talk about sports. Let's talk about fucking uh, acting. Let's just talk about fucking life. And uh, that's what we did, man, for an hour and a half. And I, I literally can't thank him enough. Uh, he was respectful of the Drinking Bros community. He loves you guys. And uh, he's a fan of the show. And, and dude, again, man, to, for somebody to, to call us into his house, 
in less than six days, man, is is pretty fucking remarkable, and it was an awesome show. So before we get into the interview, as always, we've got some sponsors who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. First and foremost is StrikeForceEnergy.com. That you see them everywhere. They're shit in Virginia Beach. Go into the Seven Elevens. They're in Seven Elevens. They're at the register. Um, it's the premier energy drink in the fucking business right now. You're gonna see a lot of people on that Thanksgiving drive home just throwing fucking cans out the window. They're not trying to throw them at your car. They're just trying to get rid of the fucking can. You don't need the can anymore. You don't need Red Bull. You don't need Kickstart. You don't need fucking Monster, dude. Just get some StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. They have a subscription of the Month Club and a 750 milliliter bottle. They just they, they send that shit to your house. Uh, it can sit on your, your, your kitchen top or your bar top. You can just boom, boom, pop a couple spurts, squirts in or spurts, whatever you want to do, and go. Uh, they've got four flavors, original, lemon, orange, make America grape again. They deliver anywhere in the world. But get a subscription to the Month Club. Go to strikeforce.com, type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. Next up, oh boy, you know they're back. They are fucking back with a motherfucking vengeance. I'm talking about Carnivore Club. I'm talking about carnivoreclub.co. That's a .co. If you're look, if you're new to the show, you're a new listener, you haven't heard of Carnivore Club yet, listen up, fucks. Carnivore Club is a meat eating experience like none other. The guys at Carnivore Club, they scour the country for the absolute best makers of cured meats. You can select 4 to 6 of their tastiest selections, pack them in an outrageously nice box and ship them right to your fucking door. They really do. The, the boxes are fucking crazy. Um, look, it's rain, shine, hurricane, tornado. Those motherfucking boxes will be delivered to your fucking door. Um, one of the coolest packages you'll ever receive in the mail. So what, what exactly do I get, Ross? Y- you might ask yourself. I'm talking about small batch dried cured bacon from South Carolina, pasture-raised per- uh, Berkshire prosciutto, from Iowa, a duck salami from California. This is not like some bullshit grocery store deli meat. This is the real shit. It's made from like the smallest, finest artisans across the country. Uh, go to carnivoreclub.co. Again, that's carnivoreclub.co. It is the perfect gift for the, the fucking holidays. Just get them a, a, a box of meats. I, look, if, you, if, you, if a girl gets this for you, holy shit. Um, I mean, you might as well go down or anywhere you can. Type on, type in the promo code Drunk Santa for fifteen percent off at CarnivoreClub.co. Again, that's Drunk Santa for fifteen percent off at CarnivoreClub.co. This is one of the best gifts you can get for the holiday season. Uh, next up, we've got GhostBed.com. Woo! Sleep so good it's scary. Oh, these mattresses. These mattresses, I, I tell you what, I've been on the road for a long goddamn time. These mattresses made me fell asleep. I, I fell asleep like fucking, like, like Abraham Lincoln across from that theater, across, across from Ford's Theater. I was, I was gone for the rest of my life. It felt like I was lucky I fucking woke up at all. That's how great the sleep is at ghostbed.com. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, they got a bunch of fucking sweet ass deals on mattress. I think they're, dude, they're, I think they believe they're giving a, a mattress like, Away for $200 off now, which is crazy. You get two free pillows with your purchase. Um, can't say enough great things about GhostBed.com. Again, go to GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. They also have a pay-as-you-go plan, which is nice. Mattresses get a little pricey. These guys are good. Um, but uh, with this with this uh, pay-as-you-go plan, 
It's a fucking sweet deal. They'll ship the shit right to your house, dude. You're ready to fucking take a snooze and hop on in. Uh, next up, we got warfightertobacco.com. Again, wait, hold on. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros or use the promo code drinking bros for $50 off a fucking mattress. I forget. Sometimes I get so excited I forget. Uh, next up, we got warfightertobacco.com. They're 100% combat veteran owned. If you don't got them, go get them and motherfucking smoke them. Uh, Rocco is a co owner. And uh, I love these fucking cigars, man. Again, another nice gift for the holidays. Get a fucking box of cigars for your, your uncle that you never talked to, uh, your dad. Uh, maybe you're estranged from somebody. Get him a fucking box of cigars. Sit on the back porch, smoke him up, and say, hey, you son of a bitch. Why haven't we talked more? Why the fuck haven't we talked more? Let's share, let's share a cigar. Why don't you come sit on my lap and we'll share a cigar together? Sorry, I think that's what Bill Clinton used to say to Monica Lewinsky. Either way, it applies in this situation. Go get these fucking cigars. They're incredible. Uh, and if, you, if there's a cigar store near you and you want Warfighter tobacco inside the stores, go up to the managers of the cigar and, and then just say, hey, man, I'd like to have warfightertobacco.com in these motherfuckers. Scott Jansen and the boys will hook it up. Just send them a quick, drop them a quick note. Say, hey, man, I want it in this store. They'll fucking do it and they'll make it happen. Go to warfightertobacco.com. Uh, use the, the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 10% off. Um, big fan of warfightertobacco.com. Last but not least, you know it's blackriflecoffee.com. Uh, the best in the biz. They fucking, they have some just small batch premium roasted blends that ship right to your house. The caffeinated as fuck is my favorite. And their apparel, you see is wearing this shit all the time. Uh, it's because the apparel is fucking dope, man. Their shirts are dope. Their fucking tees are dope. Uh, they got a sister company, Peacemaker Trading, uh, that's also got some of the dopest shit in the land. Big, big fan of uh, Black Rifle Coffee. The guys are blowing up, and uh, it really is the best coffee in the business. They got a subscription of the Month Club. Also, join the Coffee Club. You get a bunch of fucking sweet-ass discounts and all the cool shit that we are, we're always talking about during the show. Uh, go to go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. Uh, here we go, kids. This is the interview I was talking about. This is Mr. Michael Rappaport. Um, give him some drinking bro, bros love after the show. Cause again, he invited us into his house. He was super fucking cool. And, uh, we, we had a great conversation. This show is long, but it fucking flies. That's how crazy shit got. Um, go to his Instagram at I am Rappaport or I am Rappaport podcast and uh, sh dude, show him some love from the drinking bros and just say, hey, man, we appreciate you being on the show. Hit him up on Twitter and say, dude, we appreciate you being on drinking bros. Um, I believe it's uh, I am Rappaport on Twitter as well. Uh, and just show your love for him, man, because he, he didn't have to do any of this shit. You know, he, he, he could have looked at Jared and I and just said, hey, there's a couple assholes online fucking making fun of me. Uh, instead, he did the opposite, man. He invited us into his house, and it, was, and it was fucking amazing. So please show your love for Michael Rappaport um, on Instagram, on Twitter, and uh, and tell him thank you, man, for for doing the show and and that the Drinking Bros ha has has his support. Um, and his book, his book is really fucking funny. It's called This Book Has Balls. It is in stores now. Uh, great dude, great interview. Let's play it, kids. <laughs> Welcome to motherfucking drinking bros. Um, tonight we got a we got a real special guest. He's a man of his word. We got on our Instagram and said, "Hey, 
Michael Rappaport, <laughs> come on the show. We saw that, that that Bill Simmons wouldn't have you on his fucking show. We said, dude, the drinking bros will have you. A week later, you're here. I'm here. I'm here. You're here. You're, we're, can we say we're in New York? We're in New York. We're actually in, in my apartment. Uh, you, you guys came over here um, and and came to New York, and, and I appreciate it because, you know, you know, I wrote a book, and, and, and writing a book, it's the first time, like, I've ever, like, I'm... I, you know, like some people are like shy about like, you know, pumping their shit. Right. And when I'm doing a TV show or a movie, I'm definitely not shy about pumping my shit. But when you put the amount of fucking hours and actual physical hours and thinking and worrying and stressing and concerning and second guessing that you do when you write a book. Yeah. I was like, I'm pumping my shit. And the Bill Simmons thing was this. He didn't, he, just to clarify, I mean, I've already clarified it a little bit, but I've done his podcast a bunch of times and he's sure. like one of the, the OGs of the whole podcast. Yeah, space. absolutely. And, and I've done his podcast. I did his HBO show and, you know, we're cool. And, but whenever he's asked me to do his podcast and, you know, I benefit from doing his podcast because people hear it. Um, but whenever he's asked me to done his, to do his podcast or do his HBO show, I'm like a wear and win type of motherfucker. Sure, same if, here. If I fuck with you, I'm like a wear and win type of motherfucker. And and if I same, don't, and I showed up to New York. I was like, came fuck up it. Here. I'll get on a plane. Let's go. Yeah. So so when I reached out to him and he didn't hit me back, and then I reached out to him again and he didn't hit me back, then I reached out to him one more time. Like I could have kept pushing him. I'm like, yo, I I'm not begging you to be on your shit. First of all, I don't need to be on it. Second of all, like it's just disrespectful. Like that I have to ask you three times. Yeah. I'm not begging anybody, and I was just like, "Fuck it," I was, like, I, like I said, I was pissed. But you know, the essence of most of the time when you're pissed is your feelings are hurt. I was like offended, so like I blasted him, and I was like, "Whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be." It wasn't like any fighting shit. I was just told like an uh, elongated, furious story on my podcast, and you know, and and I, you know, obviously we all share fans in the podcast world. Sure. Like, you know, people listen to, you know, this one and that one, whatever. It got back to him. And then he started hitting me. And I was like, fuck this shit, man. Like, I'm not. And then when you hit me, I was like, fuck you. I'll, I'll fuck with you guys. And, you know, and then I started checking you guys out. And here we are in New York. Yo, I, I appreciate <laughs> it. Because, like, look, I'm the same way with Bill Simmons where I, when I made that video, I, I was sincere. Right. I, I genuinely, like, I hate fucking Bill Simmons. I have do. you always hated him? I, I always have. Because I saw him on NBA. You know, he was doing the NBA shit. Right, right, right. On, on TV. And I was right. like, that's not an on-air personality. Right, no, he's not good on air. Boring as shit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an iconic writer, and his great whole, writer, and yeah. his whole sports media pop culture shit. It was a, a game changer. Absolutely. And I, like I said, it's not about like his whatever his 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 shit. It was like a personal thing. Like it was, I was like, fuck this shit. Like he he knows more than anybody. You put a fucking book out, it's like fucking work. Oh yeah. The amount of work it is to make the fucking book, especially for somebody like me, I'm not like a fucking, I'm not like Ernest Hemingway. It's not like I'm a natural right, right. writer. Like it, that shit was tough. So whatever. So so that was the Bill Simmons shit, and, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, there's a lot of people to me on ESPN. <coughs> where I was surprised they had they they had jobs when it's Bill true. got let go. I heard there was a fucking party. In that, a dead serious. I heard there was a party in the offices. Everybody was cheersing that motherfucker on his way out. So, well, I'm not surprised. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm not gonna diss him any more than I did. Absolutely, I fuck with him, and, and you know we're cool. And I'm sure, maybe, maybe not. You know, we'll be cool again. If not cool, if we cool, like it's not like I've had way bigger, more complicated, like line in the sand, like suck my dick. I'm never fucking with you. Like fuck you type of things. And this wasn't one of them, but this definitely was like offensive to me, like on a on a personal level, especially 
for a book and like his basketball book like I respected so much like I was it, it just for like specifically for this I was like fuck you fuck that kiss my fucking ass yeah. and whatever so anyway so enough about that motherfucker exactly look great writer and it shouldn't, shouldn't be on a fucking no, personality no 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 yo you, you definitely definitely not yeah yeah and then like with your book in particular again we'll go back to the writing process yeah, yeah, yeah. how long did it take you it took a year it took, took a year because it's, it's hard and then Shit's you get hard. notes you get notes from your editor you get notes, notes from, from the publisher and I, I had a guy like working with me like my friend like helping me this dude mike young who's a funny dude he's on twitter and all that shit and and you know we worked together and i'd throw him shit and you know we'd go back and forth and and but it took a year that shit was it was it was fucking hard because you people don't understand that man i mean if, some people it might not be hard to write a book you right. know that's just like I, i'm good at talking like i could talk talk to and i thought in the beginning like i was like I started getting um, uh, my uh, I I would I would write I would talk what I wanted I would dictate it and then get the notes but then it, you you could do that to a sense but a writing voice and a talking voice are not the same like yes. me just talking into a mic and t- it, it it didn't work so I had to literally like I've never written a fucking short story I've never written shit <laughs> so like I had to like you know sort of go back to like you know like like I was like felt like I was in school like sort of just relearn that shit. not that I, even when i was in school i was like it was like i was reluctant writer yeah so it was just it was a complicated thing but you know we got it done and the book is good and i feel good about it and the book is great thank i'm gonna you. go ahead and say it's it's the funniest book i've read of 2017 by far thank you um because it it, it is in your voice yeah they don't leave the fucks out or whatever no, usually no, no. a publisher will come back with you notes of like hey you're 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 using too many fucks no in this. we put a fuck index into it and that was their idea they they wanted a fuck index and and you know like the thing about fuck, and because I've been doing so much of this this um this press for the book and, and 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 you know like some places like I've had people literally like I've been I've done press for twenty something years but because of the stuff that I've done on Instagram yeah like I've had I had like at the Wendy Williams show yeah 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 they said you know the lawyer wants to come speak to you because you can't say fuck and I was like I know it's a fucking Wendy Williams show and they were like. Well, they just want to have, you know, talk with you. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, yo, I know what the fuck show I'm doing. I know when I can After all these years. I know how to control myself. And they were like, all right, well, we just want to make sure. I was like, I'm going to fucking curse on the show now that you're saying that because, you know, I'm like, I'm not a fucking animal. But the thing about (laughs) cursing in this day and age, because I was thinking about this because obviously, you know, I like to curse and. So do I. Look, you're you're talking to an audience who, Jesus Christ, every other every other word is fuck. So, yeah, yeah. But I I was thinking I was thinking about like why people get offended. Let's just say about words that you. Not even if I'm cursing at somebody. Forget that. Like I could see if that's offensive. But if I'm sitting here going, oh fuck, I just spilled my drink. You know, like I was like, why in this day and age, why is that offensive? Like, or if I go, oh shit, I just I just hit my elbow. Like I don't understand like why that's offensive. It's not offensive to me at all. And like, why are we, unless there's like clearly small young kids watching, yeah. who gives a shit? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like who, it's like. It's fuck. a made up word. So like who, who, somebody made that word up, fuck. And then they told us it was bad. Like what, what, what the fuck is that? We got to do it. I've, I've thought about this before, like doing like a short film on the word fuck. Right. Like where it came from, what its origins are. And it's been the, done. The, I'm, I'm going to tell you it's been done. Has it? Yeah. It's a documentary. Does, about the word fuck? About the word fuck. 
Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, well, I, I saw it, a, uh, fuck, a bunch of years ago at uh, Sunset <laughs> 5. Uh, a full documentary? Full documentary on the word fuck Christ. and its origin. Oh, if you if you look hard enough, there's a there's a doc on everything. At this point, we're, there's a there's a documentary on, on everything. On everything. Every fucking thing. Yeah, there's yeah, documentaries yeah. on on everything. Yeah. We're 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 in like I th I think for a period we were in the golden era of documentaries. Now it's just like if you if it, like Netflix, there's documentaries on fonts. Did you see it, the one on fonts? Yeah, I saw it. I, and I got like that was pretty good. I know. Yeah, that I was got pretty caught good. up in a documentary on fun. That was pretty good. And a buddy of mine had me at a screening. He was like, "Yo, what do you think of my documentary?" And I was like, "Ah, it's not that good." And he goes. What could be better about it? And I was like, I'll put it to you this way. I just saw a fucking documentary on fonts. Right. And it tore my dick yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. And and if you can't make this about an interesting subject. I agree. I agree. People think you could just tell the story. It, 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 it's not easy to make a documentary. In. It's not. And not just because you, you, you think you're interesting doesn't mean. The public does. Yeah. And they're like, you know, like, but that's the day and age we live in. You know, like, uh, you know, what? With the, with the with the phones and like the Instagram and all that shit and you know there's you know like the rapper Cardi B whatever you could think what you want about it but like her story going from literally someone who could give shit yeah about making music to yep. getting on a reality show to becoming right now the biggest female she's number one it's that's some Instagram social media crazy shit yeah that's some only in America shit like when you think about that that's that's I mean, even Justin Bieber, this fucking guy was found on YouTube. I know, and, and it's, like it's wild when you, you think you about it. You put it this way: so I, I Facetime with our our kid today. My kid's three years old. He's at a playground. I see other kids in the background who are eight years old singing, literally singing in unison. I make red bottoms. This is money. And I'm like, holy shit! These eight year olds are singing Cardi B. And I was like, why the fuck are they singing an ex stripper song? And then I'm like, wait a minute, because it's number one in America. They'll bleep it out on the radio, so you'll hear it on fucking Seacrest. And then you're like, all right, great. What are you supposed to tell an eight year old? It's 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 a crazy story. Crazy. It's a cra her story is fucking crazy. It's cra <laughs> like she's. She's beloved. Like people uh, fuck with Cardi B hard. Did you see those hip hop awards the other night? Oh, she's the biggest one, dude. People were like, "Oh my, oh my!" I mean, because her their story, because they yeah. know, like, she's like literally. When you say like I'm from the bottom, like you, she's literally. She's from the bottom, and she fucking made it. So it's, it's, but it's all part of the Instagram, social media, like even like YouTubers and. You know, most of it is 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 you know it gets tired after a certain point, but just the fact that. Like the the channels of being discovered are, you you there's like the thing that's going back to is like there's no excuse why you shouldn't make a movie or you shouldn't yes you know like yep. make a doc or obviously put out a song or whatever because like you know like uh, I, I, kids will ask me about acting like you know what's the best way to make a uh, you know get a break and I'm like. You create you, your own. Create your make own a fucking, fucking page yeah. doing monologues. Yeah. Like, do great monologue. You'll get, someone will find it. Shoot it. Somebody will find you. You don't even need to get, shoot it. Just put your phone there and That's start it. doing your monologue. It's 4K and you can upload that shit and you're good to go. That would be, I guarantee you, some actor, like it'll be like, like, like not a comedy actor. Right. You, they've already discovered comedy actors. Like, some actor, like a Shakespearean actor is like fucking dramatic actor, will get discovered from doing, doing monologue. Doing a monologue, yeah, yeah. Well, like that, yeah. that should be a page. Instead of it's always like stunts and jumping off buildings and all this crazy shit and, you know, mugging people, whatever the fuck they do, someone should like be like, oh, you want to be an actor? I'm like, Yo, make some fucking videos. You'll be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you'll, like an audition video. Absolutely. You know, like do minute-long monologues and put them up on uh, 
on, on, on fucking Instagram. You know, but here's the weird thing about you. Um, for me in particular, I she found you on podcasts, right? Okay. I found you on Instagram. You're one of the most entertaining motherfuckers on social media. And I had always liked you as an actor. Right. Dating way back in the day to right, like right, right. fucking higher learning. Right. Remy. You were, right. You were Remy to me. Right. Where it was right. like, yo, I, fuck. And I still, because I'm the only one who does a Cole Hauser. Um, so, you know, you Remy, Remy, you know what the fuck we're doing, Remy, okay? We're, like, so I was, I mean. The, That's the only Cole Hauser. Back, person. Cole, Cole Hauser. I'm the only one who does a Hauser. Cole Kohlhauser is the, the actor who played the, the, the my sort of big brother skinhead. And he's a good actor, too. I don't know why he's not bigger bigger actor. I know he, why. Why? Uh, he's, he gets too fucked up. He doesn't really. He actually doesn't. He, he actually truly up. doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't. And he gets too fucked up. And, yeah. And he'll, he'll go in and tell people to fuck off. Right, right. He, like, he did Kimmel and got high. And, and they were like, yo, this is a fucking problem. Right. And, yeah, uh, he doesn't give a fuck. Shit like that. Um and then you did Beautiful Girls as well. Yep. Uh, my buddy Scott Rosenberg wrote yep, that movie. Yep, yep, uh, One of the, the greatest writers of all time. Yep. And you were one of those people who every movie you showed up in in my life. Right. I you would turn to the person next to you and be like, yo, all right, that's Rappaport. Like, fuck, I, I, I like this guy. It's right. fine, it's fine, it's fine. But then with the social media and the podcast, when, when we really got to know your personality, yeah, yeah. I was like, God damn, yeah. I, this motherfucker I love now. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. liked him before, but I fucking love him now. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You, you know, the podcast shit for me, you know, I, I, I was a beat late to the podcast and just knowing about him. And I did a friend of mine's podcast and it was similar to this. He was like, and it was less wires than we have. We have like, we got, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We got like a few wires here. It's not really a big setup, but we have wires here. But it was really just the mics and the little recording thing. And I was like, this is a podcast. Like, yeah, I was like, shit. And like, I had fun doing it. And I was like, what do you do when you don't have guesses? I just do it. And like, I started listening to him. And I was like, it's fucking cool. And I was, I was like, I, I would like to do one just as like an outlet, you know, like right. almost as a diary. Because at first when I started, it was just me. And then um, I've always, it's always, it's always, it's always been me, but I just like, I never sort of shared it in. You know, it's just like, if you knew me, you knew me, but like, I never put that shit out there. And even like, sure. you know, with the public, I would be a little bit like, say like 65% because you're like, I don't know. It's just, I was younger or whatever, but the podcast and then social media, I was just like, fuck it. I just, I just love it. And it, and it is like, it is like a gut reaction. Like the podcast for me are gut reactions and the social media shit that has, has caught on, they're all gut reactions to me. Like I like to put it up as fast as I possibly, especially the videos and you know, some some of these videos, like, so many people see them. Like, I've had little kids. Like, I have a whole new group of people. like A, a whole new audience. 13-year-old yeah. kids that know me from fucking, from videos. And Instagram. I'm like, yeah. it's crazy to me. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it, it's, and a, it's, it's one of those things where you can tell me if, if, if I'm incorrect on this. I think this is the biggest you've ever been. It might be. It feels like it. it, it no, it, I, I think it, collectively it is. It is. It probably is. It probably is because there's different avenues, I, I, and and it's it's a, it's an unusual thing because it just sort of like it just happened. Like I wasn't planning it, and the podcast. You never know what the fuck it's going to be. Yeah. And certainly, like the videos. Like I've been making videos, and I've always talked shit. And I fuck around, and and then when it starts getting shared and then this person hitting you and like this person, and then they're sharing it and like, I'm like, what the fuck? But it's cool though. It's cool. And you know, because we're, we're, we're living in such a crazy time and there's so much going on in sports. And right now, um, because we're in basketball, football and fantasy football I call it the season. dream season, the dream season this is the best, this is as good as it gets. This is, this is beautiful right now. Oh, 
boy, I, I hunkered down. I fucking hunkered down, and it's Thursday through Monday where it's like, dude, don't even fucking call me. Don't text me. Like, unless it's about the game itself, like, I don't want a fucking bullshit meme about a dog or a fucking zebra. Like, I want to know what, what all these players are doing. Even the World Series, like, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about the Astros. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit about the Dodgers. Yeah. But I am hooked. Yeah. And I watched that game the other night, and I yeah. was like, fuck. Yeah. Stayed up. So I was on East Coast time, me too. and I was like, shit. No, it was, it, it. it's a good it, right now with especially with the World Series. Again, I don't give a fuck about the. I don't even give a fuck about baseball. I can give a <laughs> shit about baseball. Yeah. But but the, the way the drama of the World Series has been good and the football and the fantasy because the fantasy is my shit. Uh, mine too. I'm, I get a needle in my fucking arm every goddamn Sunday. Now it's on Thursday. I, I love it. Say, same here. Yeah, because the same more, here. the more, the merrier. Same here. I don't care that you haven't had time to prepare, and, and you know, sorry, you'll get the week off. It, for me, getting that Thursday night game. Yeah. And you know, there's been some clunkers, but there's been a, a few good ones, and I think that's just. First of all, the, the football season itself has been fucked up. This this NFL season has been. It's would been, it's would been, you say it's one of the worst ever? Because all the stars got hurt. That's been really bad. So, like, because people will bitch about the kneeling for the anthem and shit like that. But the stars also got hurt. So, when, like, Aaron Rodgers went down. The, uh, David Johnson Odell, went down. Uh, uh, David, when Johnson went down, was it the first half of the game? Fuck. He was four minutes into that. And, and that was one of my first round pick in one, in one yeah, league. Same. And that crushed a lot of people. David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, Odell, J.J. Watt. I mean, we're forgetting Derek Carr. You know, he's back, but he's—you yeah. can tell he's not the same. No, he's not the same. Like I think, if you break any bone in your back, it should be at least a month. Like, at least, I, like I don't with, understand. Yeah. Like what? Like I get you want to play in your team, but he broke some bone in his back. Two allegedly, allegedly. But they'll Maybe, shoot him up. They shot him up and got him out there. And and it's gonna fuck with him the whole season. Yeah, yeah. I, he should have stayed more. But like, I mean, who else? We're, we're forgetting Julio's hurt. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. No, He's I, not right. Yeah, yeah. Julio's hurt. Um, fuck. The I whole mean, Ezekiel thing. And, and and listen, I'm a Giants fan. I could give a fuck about the Cowboys. But for me as a fan right now, you can't suspend him. No. Like, I don't care. It's too late. Like, if you're going to suspend him, you need to regroup for the beginning of the next season. It's not yeah. fair to the football. It's not fair to the league. It's not fair to the Cowboys. And I could give a fuck about the Cowboys. Same. It's not fair to, to, to the fans. Like, you can't suspend him. Week nine for shit that you were like, if he's going to get suspended, whatever, that's not the conversation. You, you got to hold it over to the beginning of the year because that's been a fucking uh, a, a pain in the ass. Like, it's hard to keep track week to week, day to day. Like, I'm always on Saturday. Like, is this motherfucker playing? Yeah. Like, is he playing? Are you sure he's playing? Because it's, I, you can't keep up. He's, he's playing. They did an injunction. They got a restraining order. I'm like, I, I get these uh, these updates from ESPN. I don't know if you get them on your phone. Yeah, I get them. Dun -dun -dun -dun. Yeah. Every time inside of me, I, honestly, Dick goes two inches to the left. I'm like, oh my god, is it is it something about my player? Or are you, Nine times you, out of ten, it's Zeke. It's do, fucking do Zeke, Zeke stories. Do you have him on any of your teams? I, I have him on one of my leagues. Yes, on, on one of my teams, I've got Zeke, and I got him in the the third. He was the first pick of the third round. Because this is when he was going to be suspended, yes. right? Yes, right before. So I was like, fuck it. I'll take him early. And then it was Harlem World. And I, I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking wreck shit. Because I had David Johnson with the first pick. David Johnson goes out. Uh, but then I had Zeke to slide oh. in there. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I got lucky with that. But a lot of people didn't. Uh, on the other team, I got uh, Odell Beckham. Right, and that fucked me up too, and fuck, that fucked fuck up my up. Giants. And I, dude, I got Julio on that team. That he got one touchdown, and, and he just gooned that touchdown. Yeah, and I I, I got lucky because I drafted Deshaun Watson, and I drafted Kareem Hunt, 
Um, and I did. Kareem Hunt was before the Spencer Ware injury, right? So like, I everybody looks at me like I'm roster Domus, right? Right. That's what they call me online because they're like, "How the fuck did you predict that?" I didn't. I saw him in the preseason. He right. looked great, right? And right. so I, I I drafted him earlier than everybody else, and uh, I got lucky with Deshaun because uh, Matt Ryan was my original quarterback right. on that team, right? Matt Ryan. Fuck, he he's dropped. That guy's fucking. It's the Cooperstown kids. Yeah. it's all bust on the Falcons team. Yeah, they're, him they're, and Julio are they're just fucked. fucking bust. They're fucked. They're 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 fucked. And they started out. I thought they were gonna like like they were gonna be back like with a vengeance. And they lost the Super Bowl. They're fucked. I was there at By the, the way, Super Bowl. I'm a, I'm a diehard Atlanta fan. I'm from Atlanta. I was there. To this day, like I, I wake up. And you see, at that Super Bowl? I, I was at it, and I see the. So meme. were you? Did you have elation? What's that? Dude, you must have been elated at halftime. For six hours, my best friend's on a show on Fox, right? So Fox gives us the, the, the fucking money suites. Like we had, <laughs> it was the dream day. There's underground concerts going on privately that nobody else gets to go to. Uh, for seven hours of my day, it was, it was better than my wedding day. And I apologize for that, but it was. It was better than my fucking wedding day. And then we, you, you get to two minutes left. They score that touchdown. No big deal. Like you're like, well, well it's, it's 28, 10. Don't care. I think you missed the extra point. 28, nine, no big deal. Then you get down to the last four minutes. All the, the entire fucking stadium is empty. It's all Falcons fans. Um, Did Patriots fans leave? Walked out. That's for real. All of them walked out and it's a glass stadium. So you can see them on the outside. Like it's Armageddon. And they're trying to say like Bruce Willis trying to like say goodbye to live Tyler, where you're just like, yo, uh -huh. I, they can't get back in. So they wouldn't let them back in. No, good it, it, fuck. Security was so, so, so tight. But yeah. you—that's not bullshit. They actually Dead left. Serious. Left. It wasn't just Mark Wahlberg. Nope. Uh, no, no, no. And Mar so Mark, Marky, he was—he was right in front of us. I saw him angrily take his whole family, and it looked like a fucking road sign in San Diego, where it's like, "Watch out, kids crossing the road." Like he ripped them out of there, and they were gone. I, I read so, like later on that he, he said, said the one kids of the kids were sick. That's they not, weren't. They weren't sick. He they weren't was sick at all. He was sick. Yeah, and he was pissed off. So they all left. So we're in the stands. Everybody's sharing like vape pens, weed, like whatever anybody had. It was like a fucking Grateful Dead show where it was like, "What do you have left? Awesome, let's share." It's Falcons fans. We've never won the Super Bowl. This is awesome. And you still get down to the last like two minutes of that game, and we're up by eight. And I still think we're gonna win somehow, some way. No, like R the inevitable. Out. The memes that I see, I've I've left friends on Facebook, I hear Twitter. You. Like, I mean, I've I've blocked them. Where I it was, was like, hard to accept. I can't it. see it. Yeah, because I wanted that motherfucker. I mean, I wanted them to lose. I was at halftime. I was oh, everybody from Boston. out you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> you it's fucking over. Uh, videos. Yeah. You fucks. It's fucking over. Yeah. I mean, I was just like dancing. And then by the end of the game, I literally had lost my voice. And my wife took a picture of me like under the table. Like I just, it went from like, you know, fucking Lady Gaga sucks. This is the fucking, you know, you, this, everything's <laughs> going good. Like it, it just was a smear fest. Yeah. To, they have voodoo on them. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl again. So do I. So, and I can't figure it out, but it, but it's going from like like Giselle to like Lena Dunham at the end of the night for me, where I was just like, "This is fucked up." You'd like, be lucky to be Lena Dunham at the end of the night God after that. Damn you'd it! You'd be that. You'd be to go, to say Lena Dunham at the end of the night after that is that's you could do way worse. I was it was something awful. worse than that. I was because look, I was. I, I've had I'm a lot of people Atlanta die fan. in my life, and I've never been sad about my my own family's death more than I was about that game, and that's a fucked up thing to say. So, so when you were walking out. What was the sent? Were the Atlanta fans stunned? Stunned. Nobody talked to each other. There was no words. Embarrassment, exchanged. right? Yes. 
Yeah, and then I went to a. I, huh. I was staying at a hotel in the stadium, and I went to the hotel bar just to get some food. And I'm in there, and I had my my Atlanta gear on, the whole shit, and uh, and people were coming up to me like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." I'm sorry, you know, and like I was a like, death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Fuck those motherfuckers, man." They're, they're, they're. I think. I mean, obviously, there's been so many injuries, and they started off so good, and then they dipped. But like, they keep winning. Yeah, they're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl, and because there's, yeah, like, who's gonna beat them? No one. No one. I like. I would have said have voodoo on them, their side now. So now it's like yeah. if they just get there, not that they think it. Like I feel like the other teams will. The be other like, team does, yeah. You have fucking voodoo. I would have said if you would ask me preseason who who was going to win. I said Patriots then. Yeah, uh, you did. I said it. I'm not wanting to. I can't stand those motherfuckers. Sure. But I'm saying if you ask me who do I think is going to win, not want, I'm gonna say the Patriots this year. And they, you know, they had the injuries. Their defense is fucked up, but their defense is getting better. They're yeah. gonna figure the shit out. They always do. And like I, before the season, I said Pittsburgh. Because I, I thought they had all the pieces. They're not winning shit. No, they're not going to win a goddamn thing. But the, the league is so fucked up that they're somehow five and two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you look at Philly with Carson Wentz and they're those guys. Good. And but you're they like, ain't ready. Dude, no, they're not I, ready for I the don't fucking think they're Patriots. ready for prime time. Yeah. No, they're not ready for the big game. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not no. ready for that shit. They're, no. they're, they're not. Just like Atlanta wasn't ready. Mm -mm. Like they, they if, if, if they meet up with the Patriots. They're, they're, they're like, oh, we, we got this. The Patriots, because they're like, oh, we're going to fucking... They'll do some tricks. I don't know what tricks. They're doing it without Julian Edelman, too. Oh, dude. Bill Belichick is able to talk people into doing shit. I can't shit stand where it's that like, motherfucker. Fuck. If Harvey Weinstein had the mindset of Bill Belichick, yeah. he could have talked them into doing shit and then not harassed yeah, anybody. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. He can talk people into doing shit. He, of like, he, he you did can do, do this. He did, he did do some talking. Yeah. You know, the thing about the Harvey thing is there's no... Like, listen. I mean, essentially... If everything, all this stuff is true, he's essentially a rapist. Yeah, yeah. Like, forget the sexual harassment. Like, if that's really true that he's actually raping, like, so he's a rapist, which is crazy. Crazy. Which is wild. You know, um, but I did a bunch of movies with Miramax in the 90s. I did Mir um, Copland, Beautiful Girls, um, uh, the one that Mira Savino won the Oscar for, for that's come up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Um, Mighty Aphrodite. I can't remember. I'm, I'm Mighty so Aphrodite. No, that's the one that everybody forgets, though. Everybody knows Mira Savino won the Oscar. You can't, nobody can name that movie no, for some reason. No, I can't even name it. I think Woody <laughs> Allen can name it. But, but, the, but the Harvey Weinstein shit, like, everybody knew Harvey was a motherfucker. Everybody. But you yeah. didn't know it was this. No. Like no. you knew he like he was a motherfucker to everybody. Guys, the women he worked with, assistants, producers, actors, directors. Like, you know, him and directors, like him and Sean Penn, you know, like you know, like they were getting fucking fights. And the only one who, you know, he sort of left alone completely was Tarantino, rightfully so, because he's in a different class. But yeah. the Harvey shit is is crazy. And uh I had heard I had, I never knew any of this. Like I'm not one of these people. Like I knew, but I had heard like he had relationships, but I didn't hear it was any inappropriate shit. I see. I didn't know it was to that extent. I I had dinner with him once, uh, maybe about six or seven years ago, <clears throat> and he bought it. He brought a, a like a high class prostitute to dinner, and it was like DiCaprio, Jamie Fox. It was only like eight eight ten of us there, and uh, and I was like, Yo, is that Harvey's wife? And they're like, No, no, no. We were in France and it was like, hey, nothing works. Cell phones, like nobody was taking cameras. Right, right, like, right. So it was like you could get away with that shit back then, but everybody just accepted it. But I that I don't care. Like that's his Same wife. That, but this shit is an, another level. Like, yo, crazy. It, like if he's actually 
raping women and shit. Like, it's one thing to be like a freak. You want women to watch you shower and they don't want to watch. Like, but when you start touching and like coerce, that's a, that's a different thing. And uh, jacked off in a plant. Jacked off in a fucking plant. That was the that was the allegation. He like, jacked off in a plant, and 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 on my own uh, time, on my own, I've taken shit in flower pots. Yeah. And then you know what? And I'm I, they're not the same, but I just want to say that you know, like he jacked off a plant, yeah. and I've taken shit in in, in in potted plants in New York City uh, when I had to, not for shits and not for shits and giggles. giggles yeah. It for, was for, for shits and reels. Times when, shits and reels. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you know whatever. I mean it. It's it's a, a crazy time and a crazy shit uh, crazy thing that happened uh, with him and, and that story. The crazy shit is that <laughs> the one girl Lu, Lupita Nyong'o, like out of all the allegations that came out, like it came out that he goes, "Well, I did all this other stuff," but he like, "I didn't do that to her." Yeah, like yeah. he's like, you know, I, I'm guilty of everything, but what she's saying is not totally but accurate. But not the girl from Twelve she Years just, a Slave. That's the one fucking thing that I'm gonna. <laughs> Like, that's the one thing that, like, he, like, stood up and was like, I'm not going to fucking, that's too far. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Um, so, so you, your guys, uh, your your audience fucks with fantasy? Fantasy. They, they fuck with fantasy. Uh, I think they'll fuck with this book, to be honest with oh, you, man. Okay, cool. Because the thing I like about your book is it's laced with pop culture references. Right. Um, it's not it's not just sports to me. There's also no. acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, our audience loves fucking movies, right. sports, all that shit. Right. And like, this is written from a fucking dude's dude's perspective. Right. Where in the literary world right now, and I, I look, I've dealt with this myself on my own. People aren't getting books like this right now that are honest and open and like, hey, uh, this is some real shit. Right. Right. Um, and the things you talk about in here are. Are shit that like we've we've all thought and said at home like uh, shit your stance on like 99 percent of this shit we, uh, we share the same like lebron right when i, when I read the, the chapter on lebron like to me this is gonna sound crazy but he's one of the most overrated athletes to me Do you of think so? all time i'll tell you why his body type it lends itself to be so fucking dominant that unless you're God given and born like that, you can't do you can't do it because his shot has always been clunky to me. Yeah, and so when I watch it, it's like fuck. I don't want him taking the last shot. Yeah, uh, he's lost what five finals at this point. Yeah, and I look at the same way. Three and, and five. Yeah, three and five. I look at the same and way. And you with know, Shaq. it's weird. Kevin Durant wears thirty five. Just a number thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. just throwing. You Absolutely, know. it's like twenty eight three. Exactly. Like twenty eight three. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, I look at Shaq the same way, where it's like, dude. His body type, yes, he you, like. No wonder he can't shoot free throws. Yeah, yeah. And when you're sitting courtside, because you, I know you sat courtside for mm -hmm, this shit, mm -hmm. and you see how much space he takes up on a floor. Mm -hmm. His dominance, he should have won eight rings. Yeah, should have won eight if yes, he worked yes, out. Yes, if he yes, trained and worked yes, out, yes, he should have. I, I hear you. I, I agree with you. You know, listen, I'm not going to say LeBron is not top three. He's sick. My shit with LeBron is all. Personal? It's, it's all bullshit. It's all his bullshit. It's if for my biggest thing with LeBron, it's it's two things. My two biggest things with LeBron is number one, I've been around athletes since I you know since I started making movies. Like I've I've always like you know Nick games they hook you up NBA All Star games. You talk to a former NBA All Star game uh, celebrity All Star game MVP. That's a fact. I got the trophy from the late great Stuart Scott. I saw it. Okay, so I have I that trophy. It. I won yeah. that award. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, when I had kids, I started bringing them around. And all the athletes, all the actors that I've ever introduced my kids to, he's the only motherfucker that was rude to my kids. And, and it wasn't him being rude to my kids. It was something with me. And I had already met him. I met LeBron when he was 
19, before he played an NBA game. Nice to meet you, sir. I'm a big yeah. fan, sir. Met him a couple of All-Star games later. I don't get the time. The, the, the year is clear, but nice to meet you. What's up, Mike? Nice. Quick. I'm like, keep a moving pound. And then I saw him at the, I, I believe it was a 2010 Celebrity All-Star game. Again, I am a Celebrity All-Star game MVP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I was with my kids at the time. They were 10 and 8 or 9 and 11. And they just, they don't ask for shit. They're not like... Oogle Oglers, because their fucking father's the coolest motherfucker in the room anyway. Yeah. So so we went over to him and he was he dissed my fucking kids. He dissed my kids in front of me. And like to this day, my kids remember it. I remember it. Like I was like, this motherfucker like turned his back on my fucking kids. Sure. It wasn't like he missed us. He didn't see us. It was at the and I was like, you mother like I was so surprised and like Shocked. I was embarrassed too, because like I was like, this motherfucker. All they give him a smile. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't give a fuck. So that made it to a personal thing. But before that, the big three and the Miami shit and the yeah. way he went to Miami. Ruin the league. Ruin the fucking league to me. Ruin the league. And and everybody's playing catch up now. Yeah. And and these kids that grew up idolizing LeBron as they should. You know, he's like one of the most, you know, iconic players ever that now, because LeBron is like in his 30s, the ones that are 19, 20, they, they've idolized him. They're going to see, like, they're going to have that same mentality. Like, yo, fuck, if you don't have a ring, you ain't shit. And I'm going to do anything and everything to get that fucking ring. And if that means teaming up with the other kid that I grew up with, that I played ball with, we're going to do that. Because, and I call it the Charles Barkley theory. I call it the Avengers. It's like the fucking Avengers. It is like the fucking Avengers. But the thing why I say it, the Charles thing. For 10, 12 years, we've sat... I don't know how long Barkley's been on TNT, but for, for all these years, we've watched Barkley on TNT talk shit, talk shit. And whenever Shaq or Kenny Smith, even Kenny Smith, who was a good player, he's not like fucking Hall of Fame, whenever they want to shut up Charles, he'll be like, shut up, you don't have no rings. Yeah. And Charles, as much as he talks shit, he'll be like... Oh, uh, you can see it, and it hurts him. Every it, time, it gets him inside. Every yeah. single yep. time. And you could see kids being like, I'm not going to be Charles. Yeah. I'm not going to be Pat <laughs> Ewing. I'm not going to be Carl Malone. I'm not going to be Allen Iverson. I'm like, motherfucker, you should be so lucky to be fucking Charles, Pat Ewing, Carl Malone, Allen Iverson, and the, the legions of other people that didn't win the rings. But the Charles Barkley thing, like every single time they say it, even if they do it 10 times in a show, it's like, it's like like almost scolding a dog, like a yeah. like he 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 shuts up. Yeah, every single time. And I think he should be. I, I and and I think it's affected the younger players. I do too. And like the other thing about LeBron, I went to Ohio State, so out of out of school, all of his fucking games were televised. His high school games were televised on ESPN. When you were at Ohio, well, yeah, State. when I when I was at school, so like we knew about him coming up, <laughs> and even as a high schooler, the way he spoke and talked in interviews after these games, it was like. Yo, man, you're like a 35-year-old fucking right, man at this right. point. He was already concerned about his brand right. at 16 years old. Right. Rather than just being like a right. kid right. Where versus Iverson, that motherfucker. There was no branding. No. And he was a real, real motherfucker yeah. who, when he talked and when he did all of his shit, yeah. you didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And he was just a real dude. Right. Whereas LeBron seems like a fucking robot to me. Yeah. Who's just going through the motions of what the carbon copy NBA player right, should be. Right. And now that he's there, he's saying all the right things, trying to do all the, the right shit, but he's fucking losing. And if he leaves the Cavs he's again. He's going to leave the Cavs again. That's what I think, too. He's going to leave the Cavs again. What do you do then? It's like a double Benedict I don't fucking Arnold. know if what he does. But, but you know, like the chapter on, the, on LeBron, the 23 reasons why he'll never be like Mike. You know, like, it, it, like I, I just like to fuck with him. Like, like you know, like in terms of like the reasons, like you could sit here and do basketball reasons and the championship. You can't argue how great he is, but like the 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 the, the fact that he like never been in a dunk contest. 
Yeah. This motherfucker does to this day he does the craziest shit on a layup line. Now he's 33, 34 years. He's, he's not doing it. He's not gonna come back and do this. He's dunk never contest. been in a dunk contest. No, ever. And I, like ever. Never, never, not, not one once. fucking time. Not once. I think he was like afraid if I lose it'll fuck with my brain. Motherfucker, you don't want to be in the dunk contest? You're too good to be in the dunk contest. Yeah. Or like when he last year when he like rivalry shames the Golden State Cavaliers. You beat them once, they beat you. You don't like Steph Curry, he doesn't like you. It's a fucking rivalry. It's a rivalry. And he's like, well, we don't have rivals. We're, we're, we're rivalry list. Like, that kind of bullshit. Like, I'm just like, shut the... F-. And when he unfollowed the Cleveland Cavaliers on Twitter. Yeah. Like, on some Gwyneth Paltrow mean girl shit. Oh, dude. You're uncoupling with your own team. Exactly. And it was like, dude, was Chris Martin that bad? Like, fuck off. You, 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 you unfollow your own team on Twitter. And then when the, when the reporter asks you, why'd you unfollow your own team? You look offended. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm offended why you would unfollow your fucking team. Exactly. It and just, if, you, if you look back in history, go back to Kenny. Even Kenny Smith was in the dunk contest. Michael Jordan. Kobe. Kobe did the fucking everybody dunk contest. Did. Everybody did. And Michael didn't win everyone. No. You know, you, but Dominique. And Dominique was, was pissed like when he lost to Jordan that year. And he should have fucking won, it's by the part way. Of the fucking, it's part of the rite of passage yes. of the NBA. And again, I, I, whatever. So I, I just... Listen, I didn't write anything in, in the book about any lames. You write about the greats. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't, I didn't write any chapters about, like, the fucking Utah Jazz. You write about motherfuckers who are great. Yeah. He's obviously great, but, like, you know, he ain't my team. He's not my guy. Just like Jordan. Like, I didn't want to be like Mike. I wanted to bury that motherfucker. Yeah. Reggie Miller, that snaggletooth cocksucker. I didn't like that motherfucker. He fucking killed my New York Knicks. Yeah. And he talked yeah. shit about it. He did. So, so you know, like, the, the, the book is... And, you know, it's not all people I don't like. There's, you know... Whatever. No, you got great stories. All like, dude, sorts of shit. Uh, fucking Serena Williams' dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about the dad being the real MVP. Was that true that he grabbed his dick and said straight out of Compton? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. He was wild. God He, he was damn. wild. I didn't know that because I see him now. He's got gray hair. He looks, yeah, yeah, he looks reserved. Yeah. But like that was so younger. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was in tennis. Like when you think oh, about yeah. it, like 20 years ago, like tennis, when they first came out, and I've, I've always been a big tennis fan because my father loves it. But when they first came out, it was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, yeah. not just one black girl, two black girls two. that are sisters. They're wearing their hair in braids. The father's talking shit. Like, he's talking shit. He's not, <laughs> and they're not just like, we're happy to be there. Like, we're like, we're going to fucking beat your ass. As they should. They weren't like, oh, yes, I'm just happy. They were like, we're going to come in here and change this whole shit. Yeah. When they, the father, when they walked out on the court, it was like NWA coming out of right. the Express Yourself video. Yep. Where they rip open the fucking exactly. thing. And it was like, oh, shit, they're yeah. here. And they did it for 20. I mean, Serena. Still doing it. She's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, you you kidding me? She's going to come back. I'm surprised she didn't have the baby faster to come yeah. back earlier. She's going to fucking come back. And like she'll probably like, I'm going to give it one more year. She'll win a couple of more fucking masters, uh, you know, grand slams, and then that'll be done. Like, they're they're on some shit. And the yeah. father had the foresight. They didn't even play. Like, he's like, you're going to be fucking tennis players. And obviously, a lot of parents think their kids are going to be great. But the way he just saw the whole thing, pushed the whole thing, and then when they got there, was like, we're, we're not fucking here to, like, shake hands. We're here to fucking take this shit over. Yeah. And there's so much, you know, underlying racism in the tennis community People are happy to see them go. They've just fucking 
they, they ran the shit for 20 fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and can't they, wait till those motherfuckers are out It's like, like, like Jordan. It's like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. Like, let's somebody else get a taste of this shit it's so, time you're like it's time somebody time. wants to uh, somebody get, you know want like let somebody else win. there'll be some weird fucking serbian who pops up out of nowhere and you're like oh all right great whatever it, that girl's name it, i can't pronounce and is. it'll never be the same again because that story and the fact that it was two girls sisters yeah a lot of times playing each other in the semifinals and the finals that's it's you if you wrote that shit in a movie and it wasn't really you'd be like this is bullshit. Not only that, but the exec would be like, "Hey, that's not plausible. Why don't you do a rewrite on that shit?" Right. This the, is a fairy tale. Yeah. It's like some fucking um, like uh, like Alice in Wonderland shit. Like it's yeah. it's not it's not like a real story you'd write. But so yeah, I wrote about him as the real MVP and uh, you, you had some other shit in there where it was like. Uh, you know, you had your favorite sports stars, but you know, I, what I was surprised you didn't have your favorite list of actors. I didn't have my favorite list of actors, but I had my celebrity scouting report. You of did. Who, who could play? Who can play? So I, since we're on that, I'll get to that because right. I played in the celebrity league. Okay. Um, I I did not have the same experience as it is appeared you did in the book. I played, so I get a, I get a phone call and they're like, "Hey man, you can play in the celebrity league. You know, f- fill in for somebody." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." So I get out there and they're like, "It's full court." You got the 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 real uniforms yeah, and all that yeah, shit it was in it LA. Was the NBA, NBA, yes, like um, it was fully sanctioned by the NBA. Full referees, the whole shit. The whole full shit. Court. They had like trainers and shit. Like oh, w- w- way more shit than we deserved. Well, it was it was crazy. It was like NBA shit. Twenty eight, twenty six was the final. Score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't shit. Twenty eight, twenty six. No one passes. I was ga- oh, and no one passes. I was fucking gassed yeah. by the second quarter because I hadn't played full court. No, it was fucking. Tough. 10 years and, and I you're was chasing like, little bow wow around and I, it was uh toby mcguire he can't play worth the shit worth the shit one of Terrible. the worst basketball players forget as an actor he's literally one of the worst basketball players you'll ever see ever anywhere <laughs> like he's like if you took him like from another planet and put him on a basketball court like he yeah. definitely didn't play basketball he's one of those kids who li- did not play as a kid and then when you're like 25 you can't learn how to play basketball. No, you're not picking that up on the fly. There's too many rules. There's yeah. too many, like, where you have to go, you know, move here, zone all, zone defense. Like, that motherfucker just runs around in circles and shit. Yeah. So he he probably is the worst out of all the people I ever saw play. Like, like he truly didn't know what the fuck he was doing. The game before mine was, I, I think it was Brian McKnight. He could play. Dude, well, he didn't pass. Never. That motherfucker was sh- he was shooting like Kobe in his last game. Every he was shooting sixty game. shots, and he could shoot. But I think I could shoot too if I put up sixty. Fu- like he never passed to anybody. No, ne- never, never passed to anybody. Never. Uh, and, and let me ask you this: Could you score? This is this is the fucking this is the end all be all guys question. Could you score ten points in an NBA game? Hell no. No. My, all my friends, every friend I have from back home, will swear to me in my face, dude. I I could I could I could at least get ten. I was like, there's, there's not a fucking prayer on this earth. Even against the backups, you couldn't get 10 you, points. Even against the backups' cousins. Yeah. You can't get 10 in an NBA you game. You can get 10 if it was just the backups, if it was the trainers of an NBA team. Yeah. They play way more ball. Like It's crazy. If Like, I've had the fortune, like, this summer in the Big Three was like, you know, I, I, I was the sideline reporter for the Big Three games, and I would practice with them and shit. Not even, I mean... Different, it's a different, they're professional basketball players. Even Scalabrini, right? Like, Scalabrini like, just drains, right? Scalab- Yo, Scalabrini, when he retired, he did this thing where he, 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 he like, the, the year after he retired, he did a thing. I think he played 50, he, like, he challenged, first come, first of I'll play anybody that shows up. He beat all of them. Yeah. In a row. 50 people in a row. Like, if you put Brian Scalabrini now, 
versus anybody. Without it, forget that he's 6'10", just from shooting jump shots. He's, you think he's the best basketball player you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Ever. And people shit on him. They're in, they're, they don't know what the fuck they're talking no, about. they don't. They, like, you've never had the fortune. All you got to do is go to a game early and watch the guy who doesn't play shoot around. Yeah. Watch the guy who you, you don't know who he is. You never watch him shoot around. Like, they're, they're professional basketball. They can't miss. It's like when, when most people shoot, you're like, oh, fuck, that went in. I don't, they're like surprised when it misses. Like, they're, you know, I, I watched Chris Mullen shoot around. He's 54 now, 43s in a row. Yeah. Like it's, and he's not like, oh shit, I made 43s in a row. Like he'd be surprised if he didn't make 43s yeah, in a row. Yeah, it's, a, and it's he's another 50 day of the fucking job. Four. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that story about uh, Charles Barkley at SNL uh, when they did that sketch where he was uh, boxing out. He was going against Barney one on one. So f- famous SNL sketch. They said he showed up hungover as fuck, that he was out of the clubs for like four in the morning, showed up to shoot that sketch, and he missed like 10 shots in a row. And the production was like, yo. What the fuck we do? And Charles just looks over and he goes, man, I, I, I'll get it together. I'll get it together, I promise. Just turn the fucking cameras on. Right. Turn the fucking cameras on. They were like, man, he, he made the next 60 in a row. Like, 60. It, was, like it was a fucking Straight joke. up 60. Like, yeah. Not like exaggerated 60. My friend did a, a Steph Curry commercial and he directed it and he said, I, I saw him watch 48 in a row. I said, I don't believe you. He said, show me the film. 48 threes in a row. Boom. Jesus boom, Christ. Boom. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. Like Mullen told me, he, when he would work out, when he played, 500 makes. That's like his workout. Like in a two-hour shooting, 500 makes. You don't leave the gym until you've made. He was a fucking, fucking gym rat. You know how fucking long rat. it would take me to make five. Oh, a normal boy. person, even if it was, you could shoot 500 makes anywhere on the court. He's talking about jump shots. Yeah. Like in two hours, makes. That's how they all are. We'd be there for two days. That's like a week. Yeah. That's like a lifespan. Like if you said make 500 shots in a day, That'd be hard to do. And if you say anywhere on the court, that's yeah, a lot. Let of alone a three pointer. 500 fucking makes. Yeah. So all those dudes could do that shit. So anybody who says they could score 10 points or Scalabrini ain't shit or Adam Morrison ain't shit, whoever the fuck you think ain't shit, you're fucking insane. This insane. You're, it's a, they're, they're on a different fucking planet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who's your, so who's your top actors then? Who do you got? De Niro. De Niro still won. Well, so have you worked? Have you? Have you, have you ever worked twice? With Copland and a movie called Men of Honor. Okay. So De Niro's my favorite. I would say like, you know, but I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll age down. So I'll say De Niro, Pacino, Jack Nicholson, that whole crew, Dustin Hoffman, Robert Duvall. Like those are like my my dudes. Right. And then and then below that, like I go like to the, to the like the generation, uh, D- Denzel, Sean Penn. Um, John oh, Turturro is one wait, of my favorites. I'm, I'm waiting for a name that you just won't bring up. I'm talking about DDL. I'm talking about Daniel Day Lewis. He's ridiculous, uh, dude. I, he, he's so good. <laughs> Fuck. He's playing this chair right now. Yeah. He's playing this fucking chair that yeah, I'm sitting in right now. And we I didn't, didn't know. I didn't even notice. You're like, sitting that's Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis. He's been he's been doing this for nine years. He's sick. He's been been your chair for nine years. But um, I'll say this, and I'm, this isn't any sort of diss. I wouldn't have get. I wouldn't have. I mean, if you had kept making me get name guest names, I would have said him. But for me, as great as he is, the thing about his acting style that I don't relate to, and that I don't, it doesn't resonate the same way the guys that I just named before that. Sure, you never get a sense of who Daniel Day Lewis is. He's and, and that's great. Like he's totally like engulfed in the character. But as much as De Niro, Jack, and all these other people were engulfed in the character. 
you still got a sense of who they were. A little piece of who they were as a person. A little piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Daniel Day-Lewis, he's one of the only actors where you have no idea. He's literally the character. And, and, and that's He was Abraham Lincoln. Straight I, the fuck up. Like if you went, if you took a time machine back to 1860, I bet it's him giving that Gettysburg address. And straight the fuck up. Yep. And I'm not saying obviously that's the the end all goal. Yeah. But even as much as and Meryl Streep's probably the closest. As she's gotten older, you get to see a little bit more of her personality, a little bit like especially in the comedies. And she's sort of another one who morphs. But I've never seen anybody morph as much as him. Dude. But for me as an actor, like when I'm approaching actor, I don't approach it that way. You know, like. There's, there's different approaches. There's like this method shit, which obviously he engulfs top to bottom. Like he's the fucking, he's the, the mountaintop of method. And, and, and like another person who sort of like does that, like they, like, like Benicio Del Toro, he's another great actor. He's a friend of mine. And he sort of, I don't think he morphs as much as Daniel Day-Lewis, but like for him, like you, you, you don't really get a sense of who he is when he's acting. You know, he, he like puts on voices and 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 walks and you 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 know it's seamless, which is the goal. But like with Denzel, to me he's the ultimate because he has the craftsmanship of like a method actor, but you also get a sense of that's Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And also when at a certain point, you know, you can only hide so much when you've done as many movies as Denzel does, as as De Niro does, as as Jack Nicholson, like you're gonna get a sense of who they are. Like the one thing about Daniel Day, it's like he has his own path and his own groove that he wants to do. And that's why he kind of like does whatever. He probably hasn't even done 20 movies, right? Nah, I, he, every five years he pops up in a fucking movie, wins an Oscar and you're like, yo, I can't remember the last fucking movie he was. And it's like, you go back in his IMDb, it's like six credits. It's like my left foot. Right. And you're like, oh shit. Like I wonder five how movies many movies ago. like that he's actually done. Yeah. I mean, look, you look, you're looking gangs in New York. There will be blood. Lincoln. <laughs> the boxing one. Yeah. The, uh, my left foot, the boxing one. And then the, the fucking new one where he's the fashion, the fashion guy with, with Paul Thomas Anderson is coming out on Christmas. Right. Uh, and he says he's retiring. He's done. He, 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 he'll, he'll have bills to pay. That's what I think. That motherfucker's not. What is he? Fifty? That motherfucker ain't retiring. And that, but his quote can't be that high no. either. Because he ain't no, like, he's not Will Smith. It's not no. like people are. We we respect him and everybody's like he's great. But it's not like mother, there's legions of motherfuckers. It's not like it's like the Avengers or or you know like uh you know like a Star Wars movie whatever. where you can just call it a day. Because yeah. he, 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 it's not like he's easy to watch. Like he, his performances are dark. Oh, super dark. He's a dark. That's probably one thing that you could say about him. Like, I bet you that motherfucker is probably not that fun to be around. No. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> he's mother, he's in the backyard right now no. shaming himself no. with a fucking belt. Just <laughs> hating himself. Yeah. He, he's not like he's the life of any fucking party. No. No. He's the last guy Imagine being married to him. He's like fucking reading poetry. and well, He was like a shoemaker for me. Like, hey, this guy, like, <laughs> see, t t like for me, like... You know, so so those are my dudes. I mean, there's there's so many you know good actors, and but those are like my like you know I'm forgetting some. You know, like, Denzel is one of my top. He's by the way, sick. And like, dude, when you're he's talking ridiculous. about being a part of yourself in in your characters, like I played, I got to when I very first moved to Los Angeles, wanted to be an actor, all that shit. Uh, I was working a party for him, and I got to play a game of pool with him. His agent was hosting a screening for the Hurricane, and he didn't want to watch it. And I was like, hey, man, are you the movie start? You're going to watch your own movie? He goes, I don't watch my own movies. Right. I don't watch my own movies. I was like, oh, never? And he goes, I don't watch anybody's movies. And I was like, shit. So I asked him. I was he like, said he doesn't watch anybody's movies? Yeah, so I, go, I, go, I, I understand. So I go, what, what's the last movie you watched? And he was like, I was on a cruise with my wife. 
and there was an Italian movie, all in Italian. That's the last movie I watched. And I was like, oh, shit. We started playing pool, and he, he looks at me, and I'm a fucking waiter at this point. I just moved to town, and he goes, uh, $600 a game? And I was like, what? $600 a game. And I was like, no, man. I, I'm a fucking waiter here. I'll be lucky if I get a fucking $100 tip. If I could afford 600 a game, I would not be serving you drinks tonight. And he was like, ah, okay, okay. And I remember training day coming out right after that. And I was right, like, oh, right, shit. Right, right, right. That was kind of Denzel. Right, like right, it was a little right. piece of Denzel. That was, I think, the first time where we really saw, like, oh, yeah, like yeah. it's not just a clean cut dude. Like, he, you know, you he's got an edge. Like yeah. he's a, he's he's. I'm gonna say like like he's Kimbo Slice, but he's a tough guy. He like is. he's a like Denzel Washington. Like is a tough dude. Like not to say like he's like he just like he's a he's Denzel Washington. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's so good. He's to me. I I make the equation of Allen Iverson. Like he literally has taken, I'd say five or six movies that if you put anybody else, anyone we just named, They're they shit. would be shit. They're shit. Yeah, yeah. Like he's 100% literally agree, like yeah. he's gonna get forty fucking points, and the team is gonna be in contention. Oh yeah, because of Denzel. Yeah. There's like a bunch of fucking movies that he's done. What's the one? Um, not City of God. Um, Man on Fire. Man on Fire. Yeah. He makes Man on Man on Fire into Academy Award level shit. The, the training day, that would have been a B movie, like a fucking, that would have been like a Liam Neeson movie. hundred percent. Because if you take that script and you say, I, King Kong ain't got shit on me, who the fuck is going to pull that line off and make it cool? Like who, who is it? Who's nobody. Another, not, nobody. No, nobody else. It, it turns into shtick. Yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. Oh, he's one of the best. He's one of the he, best. And I got to drill him that night. I asked him every acting question under the fucking sun. And he loves it, right? He loves it. And he's he's old school New York theater. Right. And that was the first thing he went to was just right. like, yo, I learned, I fucking pounded the fucking boards and learned my right. craft. Right. And he goes, that's why I'm this good. Right. And I was like, fuck. I, I got it after yeah, that night. He, I was like, all right. Yeah, he's, a, he's to me, he's the, the best and 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 you know, I mean, it's so subjective. It's like what you like, the movies, you know, it's art. It's not like, I mean, it's the same stupid conversation like LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, but like the the quality of his work and the craftsmanship and the fucking looks and the swag and the whole fucking deal. Like he's got the whole fucking deal. Like yeah. he's got the whole shit, and he's never not been good. No, never. Like there's not one movie where you turn on a Denzel movie and you're like, ah, he's he's shitty in this. He's been in some movies, eh? But he's always a he's always like forty points. Like he dropped forty. He's always triple double. And, and whenever he comes out with a movie, I feel like they save an Oscar spot for him. Where it's like, hey, there's only going to be four of you against yeah. him. So, hey, good good fucking luck. Yeah, this he's year. he's a motherfucker. Like he's he, he's the only person I go see his movie sight unseen at this point because I don't go to the movies like I used to. Nobody does. It's fucked up. It's fucked. Uh, we had Miles Teller on uh, night before last. Because he right? has a film. Um, Thank you for your service. That's right. this weekend. But he also had Only the Brave last weekend. Both he had two movies back to back? Back to back. Not not his choice, obviously. N none of anybody's choice is to have two movies back to back. But here's the thing with him. And they were both his movies? Both his movies. Both That's fucking stupid. great. The, the reviews across the board were sick as fuck. No and, one saw him. Dude, six million for Only the Brave opening weekend. This This weekend... Uh, three million for thank you for your service. I, what do you do at this point? You, you, the the movie star as we know it is dead. Will never be the same. No, the last there's like a handful of dudes. DiCaprio, but he came. You know, he started twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's he's you know, and 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 he chooses like you know 
he chooses movies like they're 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 like they're he doesn't do they're complicated, but he he choose, he swings for the stars. Yeah, like he's going for fucking like he's going for a home know, run every fucking time. every yeah. time. Yeah, like it's Scorsese. Like you know, you know, maybe Will Smith isn't where he was. There's all, like a few. I just saw a trailer for a Will Smith. The new Will Smith is on Netflix. Netflix is doing the, the new Will Smith movie. It's straight to Netflix. Yeah, and it's called Bright, and it's uh, it's him in like an orc. I'm dead serious. He's right. A, he's a cop, and the other guy is a fucking orc. It, it, it's never going to be the same because no. the movie business has changed dr- dramatically. If it's not Transformers or Batman this or Superman and Batman and Superman, it's changed. And, you know, people front, like actors front, like, well, I'm doing TV because you're doing TV because that's where you can make a living. Yeah. Like... There's great parts there, but the reality of it is, is like that whole Miramax 90s shit that I done. came up on, done. Yeah. Like, cause it used to be where there's the big, big stars getting their huge money, and then there was the in betweens, and then there was the lull. That in between's done. Gone. The majority Gone. of us were always making good money, really respectable money on the in between. Now they're like, we're going to give you this. I you're don't getting give a scale. fuck what your quote yeah, is. You're getting scale, motherfucker. We don't care what your quote is. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, we got 10 other dope motherfuckers yeah. behind you. Because you never would have imagined seeing De Niro on HBO, seeing John Turturro on HBO, seeing fucking Alec Baldwin. Reese do Witherspoon. It. All of them. No, yeah, yeah. All, I mean, all Jim of them. Jim Carrey's doing a Showtime series this All fall. of them. Yeah. Because the opportunities in film, unless you're unless you're um doing those, those like... um. Superhero movies to make the real money, you can't do it. It's wild. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I'll put it this way: the last documentary I saw in theaters was yours. Was a tribe, a tribe called Quest doc? Are you really dead serious? Um, because everything was on Netflix after that at a cheap rate. Yeah. So they were Netflix was picking up these docs starting in like 2011, 2012 for twenty a piece, twenty a piece, and it was like, hey. Do you want the fucking? Do you want the shine or not? Right. And everybody's going Netflix. I that saw, was one of the tribe doc was one of the last ones. One of the last ones that I everybody went that to it the made theaters. to the theater. I saw an arc light on sunset. That's crazy that it made it to the arc light. To the like looking back on it now, it, it, I don't care if you made the best doc now. I mean, if you made the best now, it, it could you know sneak into a theater. We were all across the country, everywhere. This and like, done. dude, I went opening night and it was packed because I'm, I'm a diehard Tribe fan. I went opening night and it was fucking packed and I was like, yo. And the movie delivered too. Right. So like, and you had the music. Right. All of it. And so it was, you could see everybody's heads bobbing right. in the theater. And it was fucking dope as shit. Right. You won't have that today. Nope. Like, nope. I've, got, no I've gotten hit up by a lot of, you know, dudes in hip hop. Docked. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no money. <laughs> I, I mean, there was no money in that. But like, at least we knew like, we're going to be in the theaters. Or we didn't know that, but at least there was a goal. Sure. You can make the best shit now, and you might, like, oh, they'll play at the Arclight for a week, just sort of, like, as a formality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're going to four-wall it for a week, and then, eh, good luck. It's going to be, you'll see it on Netflix, you know, on, it, on Tuesday. It, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that uh, that it's like that. But there's, like, Denzel, you know, Leonardo, Brad Pitt, to, to, to a sense, still, but he, he does his weird movies. He doesn't need any fucking money. Brad Pitt's doing Netflix. Right. I, I just watched his last movie on Netflix. That wasn't a good movie. No, it's terrible. The, um, what was it called? The, the, the um, there was a he was a playing the uh, the the soldier, the captain, right? Um, uh, the general. I'm sorry, he was right. playing a general. Is, is who he was playing? But but it made more money because it was on Netflix. I don't even know they're, how they're sh- able to go to. Uh, here's here's how they're making fucking money off that shit. It's <laughs> it's going to 120 territories at the same time. Right. So therefore. 
they own all the foreign rights as well. So when they're going there, they're going there around the world and they own it for a long time. Right. And Brad Pitt, look, overseas, he's, he's still Jesus. Yeah. Like, he's still Jesus over there. But it's just here with, with the movies, like, ah, fuck, I'll wait for it on Netflix. I'll wait for Same. it on iTunes. And, like, I feel guilty about it as an actor. I mean, too. Like, Yo. I, I do too, but I, I've gotten. I've got I've gotten I've had some fucked up experiences not bit not bad not like terrible but some fucked up experiences in the movie theater too that took me I was like fuck it I'm just not everybody's on their phone they're on their phone motherfuckers you know even at these theater these theaters like the ArcLight um where you you buy assigned seating and you're supposed to not be able to let in uh, uh once the theater the movie starts right, right. I'm like yo get like for me if I go to the movies especially this one I'm in the fucking seat 10 minutes before I'm getting my shit relaxed. I'm getting my fucking pop. Like, it's an event. Yeah. And you motherfuckers are walking in during the, the, the fucking show. They're on their phone. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I'd rather watch it in the privacy of my own home. I, I've gotten that it's way too. Up. Where it's like, dude, because in LA in particular, they'll bring in kids. They got a bag full of Taco Bell. Yeah. They're rummaging through their shit. It's it was like, hey, up. man, I bought my popcorn and goobers like a grown man. Yeah. And I fucking made my, my, my little bed. space. Yeah. I made my fucking bed. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm here. I want to I want to have my experience. I want to have my 995 worth it. But 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 more importantly that it's like what what did I miss this year? Yeah. I mean, what? honestly, what I don't I don't fuck with superhero movies. Like I don't either. I can't I can't get into that. And I so can't get then, into sci-fi. So like, here I can't we are get in October. What, what did I miss? Nothing. Like maybe Blade Runner. Did you see Blade Runner? I heard it was beautiful. I heard it was cool. It was I didn't see that? And that's just because I'm busy. But that's about it. That's about it. That's fucked up. I know. That and, is and, and it's only going to get worse. And the numbers are going down, so it's like, you know, stocks are going down for all the theaters, so. It's fucked up. It's fucked. I mean, you know, I'm sure now, like, it's, it's Oscar season, some good shit will come, but I don't, I'm like, I'm not, I didn't miss anything. I'll go see the good shit. Yeah. You know, I'll go see a few, like, it's fucked up to admit this as an actor and as a supporter of, like, you got to support your own. I haven't been to the fucking movies. I, I, I don't think I've been to the fucking movies since last fucking December. Or maybe November. What like, was it? Do you remember? I have to rack my brain around it. <laughs> Blade Runner was mine. Uh, the one before that, I want to say, was NWA. That was the last movie I saw. And it was fucking great. That was a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, fucked I, up. I know. That's I know. shameful. Yeah. And, and before that, I hadn't gone for a lap. And this is the big story that fucked me up. So when Django Unchained came out, I was yeah. like, it came out on Christmas. I was like, I'm going to see my kids in the morning. Go with my wife to see Django Unchained. Like I bought my tickets two weeks before they came. You know, it was like I'm gonna buy my tickets online. Django Unchained. You know, I had my whole day laid out. I was gonna see my kids in the morning, give them their fucking presents, tear through your shit. I asked them, "Do you want to come see Django?" They don't want to come see Django. Asked other people, "You want to come <laughs> see Django?" Because when the tickets came out, I'm going to get my tickets. Yeah. So whatever it was, it was two weeks before I bought my tickets to see Django Unchained. Did my Christmas shit in the morning. Had my breakfast. I was like, I'm going to see fucking Django Unchained. So it was like a one o'clock showing at the ArcLight. It was my, my wife and her mom. They, those are the ones who wanted to go. Where do you want to sit? Because I'm, this is my shit. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm seeing it sight unseen. I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to see Django. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get in the theater. It's packed. Christmas packed. I'm on the aisle. You know, like I'm in the M row right in the middle on the side. We're there 20 minutes early. We're chilling. We got extra candy. Got fucking, you know, two things of, you know, chocolate. And so you don't have to get up because you know the movie's three hours. The whole thing. Going in. So it's you're Christmas. like, yeah, like, I'm doubling up. I'm doubling up. So I'm sitting down. My wife's here. My mother-in-law's over here. The, the movie just 
starts. Remember the Django music comes on. Yeah, and yeah, I mean yeah. literally did, 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 did the Django yeah, shit. Yeah. A woman comes kneeling right here. And I'm like, I'm not even looking at her. And she's like, excuse me, sir, I think you're in my seat. And I'm I'm not even looking at her. Like I'm like, I want to be like I I didn't say, but I want like my energy was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like I've done this the movie started. Starting, it's on. Yeah. Like if I am in your seat, we should have had this conversation 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Fucking Jamie Foxx is on the screen now. So she says, sir, you're in my seat. So my wife, you know, because I think, because I'm literally like not even fucking giving her eye contact. And she knows you. Your wife knows you. Yeah, she, she knows she you're about to erupt probably, Feels right? my energy. So she pulls out her, her ticket and, you know, the, the light from, you know, the seats. I see on her, when she does it, I, I didn't even look, but I just caught it. The ticket said December 26th. I look down at the ticket and, and like, she goes, babe, we, we, we don't have the wrong tickets. I was I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting it. She goes, you're, we're sitting in her seats. And ladies like, you're sitting in my seats. And I was like, I, we, and like her, my wife and her mom. Did you have to leave? Was it sold out? She got up. It was fucking packed. It was Django on Christmas. Oh, God. They, they got up first. And I was like, motherfucker. So I, you know, I got up, took all my shit, fucking threw all my fucking, you know, sh this was bad. I fucking dropped all my fucking candy. There it was like I and got the fuck up, <laughs> but I was like, how the fuck did this? How the fuck did I buy the wrong? Like I'm talking shit, Django, one thirty eight yeah. Derrick. <laughs> fuck you, you didn't get your tickets, and somehow, some way, but that like was one. Of, that was one. That was like the tipping point where I was like, fuck the arc light, fuck the movie theaters. I'm You're done. done with the whole shit. Uh, hey, the last thing before I let you get out of here, I know you've been slammed this week with a million fucking interviews and you're tired of talking to people. Uh, I, I'm curious to hear your state on rap music these days. I, I caught you the other morning on Breakfast Club. Yep. And they were talking about the Jay-Z album. I, we have the same exact opinion on that, by the way. I did not think that was a good album. Me neither. And I want to hear fucking bangers. Bangers every single time out of people. If you want to make a fucking art album, let that be your mixtape. And right. tell, tell people, hey, right. this is my mixtape. This is my fucking uh, my right. art piece. Right. If you want this, go get this. And so your rant, because they they looked at you stunned of like, that, I forget who it was. Was it Charlemagne? Who was Charlemagne, just like, they were, he was they like, were, oh, it's a top three Jay-Z album. They, Not in a million goddamn years. You know, one, one thing about that interview and, and saying that, because I said it on my podcast, but I knew, you know, when you're saying it on New York radio, it's like, it's going to go out there more. And they were like, yo, you, I said what I said, and this is what I said. Like, the Jay-Z's Jay my favorite rapper. It's Jay-Z or Nas. Like, yeah. they're, they're neck and neck. But Jay-Z, collectively, if you look at just the body of work, the amount of dope songs, he surpasses Nas. Like, they're both, lyrically, they're always great. But the amount of songs, like, I have to go, Jay-Z has made the, the biggest body of work. And oh yeah, have you been to a show? No, he can't. He doesn't even need to do. A, he doesn't need to pick the mic up. When you go to a when you go to a Jay Z show, like cause I've I've seen him like five or six times Me in too. concert. At the end, he just has the DJ. He goes, "Yo, man, I got so many fucking hits. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go one in a row, right? And do He's like half ripping, the song. Yeah, yeah, half a song, ripping him off for the last twenty. Yeah. And it's like fuck. But then this album. So this so this album, like I was like, fuck yeah, Jay Z's coming out. You know, and I saw uh, you know who produced. I was like, this is gonna be fucking dope. And 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 again, like I, like I said, Jay, his lyrics were potent, but every beat was it was like a Flowetry record or an Erica Badu record yes. or a Jill Scott record, which yep. is dope if you're listening to those three women. But like for Jay Z, like I need some like Jay Z music. Like put it this way, you're not gonna play any of that four 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 record. During a basketball game, or in a club, or in your fucking car, or when you work you're out. Not, yeah, no, no, not nothing. Nothing. Like, so, on so that what album. he was saying, like it was, you know, like it was smart, and the lyrics were potent. But I, I don't.
don't care who it's from. If it's Nas or Jay-Z, fucking Biggie's Lost Tapes, Tupac, whoever you're into, Tribe, whatever. I need to like bop. Yeah. So I listened to it once and I was like, what the fuck? I listened to it again and I was like, what the fuck? And, and I thought maybe it was me. So I went, I went to online. I was like, shit, am I the only one who fucking... But were, online, were you the only one? Because like when it came out, I was like... I was like, maybe I've lost it. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. And yeah. everybody online was like hailing it and they were hailing lyrics. And I was like, that lyric is a great lyric, but I don't want to listen. I listened to it one more time and I was like, I'm done. Same. This shit had no bangers. And check this out. You've seen him perform years, uh, I mean, five or six times. Yeah. When he goes on this new tour, he'll do one, maybe two songs off that record and none of nothing else. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the OJ song, I'm not black, I'm OJ. He might do. Maybe that's not a song to perform it's live. It's not. That's a form, song not. to perform live in like a th like an intimate setting. Exactly. To to fill up Madison Square Garden or Staples or Giant Stadium, you need to put on your shit. Yeah, you're not playing any of that fucking album. No. So it's sacrilegious because I fuck with him so much and I have yeah. such respect for him. But and again, it wasn't his his lyrics. I was just like these are not Jay Z songs. And for me as a hip hop fan, what you asked me about like the state of hip hop, guys like Jay Z, even like Crazy Kanye. Eminem and anybody who's relevant that that's made that classic boom back sound Nas like it's their responsibility to because soul and funk you don't have to explain it yeah like if the world came to an end and 200 years from now they got a hold of James Brown when 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 the fucking new age cavemen hear it they're gonna be banging their head the shit's there's no explanation yeah it doesn't need any ex you know it doesn't need any explanation or well it's just kind of this kind of album or it's just kind of this kind of album or to teaching them you put on James Brown, the shit is banging. Yeah, That's to this it. day, I, I, any day, two hundred years from now, yeah. James Brown, like so certain, like certain Jay Z songs, you put them on two hundred years from now, they're bangers. Yeah. So, and we don't have that. We've got. <laughs> uh, I I see you writing all the time about like mumble rappers. Can't stand it. And, and I can't name. By the way, they get so confusing because they all sound the fucking same. They all do. Where it's like, where was that when I was fucking in the basement? It was like, and they're on drugs. I mean, not all of them. I don't want to say all of them. And like you know, but uh, a lot of them they are openly. You see them on fucking line. They're like fucking whacked out of the tree. And here's another thing. They, uh, you know, you see, I see all this shit on Instagram, but you see like the kids going crazy in there, and I'm like. These are kids. I'm 47. My fucking time's over. But I'm like, these kids are waving their hands, and I'm like, they don't even know what they're fucking saying or hearing. They don't know what yeah. they're just. They're just happy to be their kids. They, they don't, don't know what they're saying, and they don't know what they're hearing. They so have it's no like, clue. Yeah, yeah, so they're just yeah. bopping their heads, and they're just happy to see the person online. So it's just a different time, and you know, God bless them. But like for me, it's like if if something is dope, artistically, it doesn't need an explanation. Yeah, and it's timeless. So we'll see if these kids still like like this shit in 40 years. Because I know for me. The Jay-Z music, the Nas music, the Tribe music, the who, the whole legions of, of, of all the other shit, the other hip-hop. I know when I play it now, that shit still sounds funky. So we'll see if this, you know, little whatever his no, name is. Lil Yachty's not going to hold up in 40 years. We'll see years. in 20 years if yeah. that shit still is like, you know, banging. Because right. no one's going to be like, yo, little Yachty, uh, you, you need to do bangers. Because he never did a banger. No. Not, not There's once. not one banger. No. Not one banger out of all these guys. And, and Kanye, you know, we could say how fucking nuts he is and all that stuff, but like that motherfucker, like the, the, the first image of the NWA movie, and I thought it was brilliant. You see the young actor who plays Dr. Dre laying amongst all his records. Because yeah. before he was thinking about rap, he was in love with records, in love with music. And that's, I think, the thing that's missing now. It's like motherfuckers are in love with, I want to be a rapper. Yeah. But the production of like, you know, uh, a Q-tip or, or or a Kanye, the, 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 like his best shit, or a No Idea, or any of these, the legions of other motherfuckers. Before there was even rap music, they were in love with 
Stevie Wonder or James Brown or Steely Dan or the Ro like they loved music. Yeah. Like you you talk to like Premier or one of these guys, they could just they could talk to about any kind of music because they they love that shit. Yeah. And that image of of Dr. Dre and that and the Straight Outta Compton movie. Like that was like a pointed thing. It's like you see him laying amongst his records. Like he wasn't a basketball player. He wasn't a. He loved his fucking records, and that's the thing I think collectively. While why hip hop now will never be the same. No, it, it won't because there, there's no that, that <laughs> the love of music is gone. Now it's replaced by the love of fame. Right. Like hey, I want more fucking followers. I want to be Instagram. a rapper. I want to be on fucking SoundCloud. Like, like how can you say you never heard of? How could you proudly say? I don't care if you're a rapper, not a rapper. A fucking, I don't care if you have anything to do with the music business, but if you're a rapper, how could you proudly say, I never heard a Biggie small, a, uh, a, Biggie, a Biggie song? Yeah, it's, it's That's crazy. That's like saying Lonzo Ball saying, I don't, who's Magic Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or if Russell Westbrook was like Oscar Robertson, I, I don't know who he is. You'd be like, but in, for some reason in hip hop specifically, that's accepted. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you should be shamed. Yeah. Like in, in any, it'd be like if a fucking, it's like if Aaron Judge was like, you know, I, I heard of Derek Jeter, but... I'm not sure. Like I'm not he, familiar with his not familiar stickman with, career. Or yeah. you, like you'd be like, or like he's Aaron Judge, the home run hitter. Like if you like, you know, I don't know who Reggie Jackson is. You know, Aaron Judge never saw fucking Reggie Jackson, way, but he did his research and he knows enough to fucking respect the fact that it's Reggie Jackson and he's in the scene. You know, you would never say that, and only in hip hop, no other genre would a guy be able to say, uh, I, I don't know any Biggie Small songs or I didn't listen to any Wu Tang. Why not? Yeah. You, you, you're, you're bragging about that shit? If you're great at, uh, at your craft, no matter what the if fuck like it is. Music, if, you're, yes. if you're alive, you love fucking, you've yes. heard Wu-Tang. And you study the history of it and you Forget become fucking studying, great at it. Just yeah. as you fucking breathing, like you're gonna, like, you never heard Wu-Tang? Like, yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> exactly. Not one Wu-Tang song and you're, you have the, the fucking balls big enough to say that? If I'm interviewing somebody on the radio and they say that, Cut the radio. Done. 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 Walk out of the fucking studio. Bye. G game over. Dude, yeah. that's not acceptable. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to talk to you. Well shit, man. Hey, Michael Rappaport, I appreciate it. He Thanks had us at me. his motherfucking house. Um, I like unbelievable. Six o'clock on a Friday night. You've been everywhere. Have this we been week. we didn't start talking since six. How long have, how long have we done this? Yeah. Damn. One one fifteen in. It go it goes quick. My my jaw is I'm done. Mind. You're done. You're done. I got locked on. He's done. Uh, look, go pick up Michael Rappaport's book. This book has balls. Uh, it's in bookstores everywhere. It's it's on Amazon. Uh, the Audible. Hey, fucking go get the goddamn Audible. It's easy Audible. to find. Yeah, it, the, the, the audio book is good. Did you do your book on tape? I did. Did you do yours? That, that was a fucking backbreaker too. Boy, I, eight hours a day for, I think mine was eight or nine days. Was yours? That 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 took a lot out of me. Oh, that that was a surprising all day long. All and, and day it's long. It's funny that the the book is called Sports Rants from the MVP of Talking Trash because I was like I shouldn't have made a book called that because because you're exhausted. My my like I feel now like I've been sucking so like I have lockjaw. Yeah, like my mouth is like fucked up. So we're done. <laughs> Go get his book, uh, Michael Rappaport. Funniest book of 2017. That's coming from me. You know, you know this. You know that the fucking shit is real. If I'm saying it's the funniest book of 2017, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Good night, everyone. Thanks for having me.